episode 40. You're listening to Vox Talk, the voiceover industry's number one podcast, brought to you by Voices.com. It's about voice acting, growing your business, and sharing your knowledge. Vox Talk is a show that you can be a part of. Getting involved is both fun and rewarding. It's time for this week's episode of Vox Talk with your host, Stephanie Cicerelli. Hi guys, I'm Stephanie and welcome to Vox Talk. Today we'll hear the winning 60 second pitch, learn about syncing audio to video and also be entertained by an interview conducted by Jesse Springer with Joe Cipriano. First, the news. The Loop, informing you of news and current voiceover events. In voiceover news, Hit Entertainment has recently announced that actor Pierce Brosnan signed on as the new voice of the narrator in the award-winning children's DVD and television series, Thomas and Friends. Pierce Brosnan has already started production in London and will make his debut in Thomas and Friends, The Great Discovery, a direct-to-DVD special set for release in the US and the UK in autumn of 2008. Pierce will provide the voiceover for all English-language releases for the brand, including three upcoming Thomas and Friends television series and three DVD specials. Famous Thomas and Friends alumni include the former Beatle Ringo Starr, comedian George Carlin, Hollywood actor Alec Baldwin, Bronx native Michael Brandon, and Michael Angelis of the UK, who have all voiced the role of the narrator in the United Kingdom and in the US. To read the full press release from Hit Entertainment, visit the Vox Talk show notes. Continuing on, in local news, the 2007 London Fringe, a festival that features new and upcoming actors, is now in full swing in London, Ontario, Canada. One show in particular, Walking the Labyrinth, is a one-man show written and performed by Peter Cavell, jam-packed with voiceovers and well worth attending. The show is described as follows. Awakening in an unfamiliar place, the wanderer must find his way through the twisting labyrinth and face the beast that waits at the centre. Walking the Labyrinth is a dark, psychological reimagining of the story of Theseus, combining live and recorded speech, electronic vocal distortion, original music, and 2,000-year-old poetry. To learn more about Walking the Labyrinth, visit petercavell.com. You can also catch an interview with Peter on Vox Daily at blogs.voices.com slash voxdaily. In closing, the 60-second pitch contest winners have been announced. First place was awarded to Jason McCoy, second place to Vicky Amaros, and third place was awarded to Troy Lund. The Biz, helping you grow your voiceover business. Today in The Biz, we'll be taking a look at Jason McCoy's winning 60-second pitch. Be sure to listen for how Jason presents himself, is able to explain voiceover in layman terms, and his call for action. Hi, my name is Jason McCoy, voice talent for McCoy Productions. When someone asks what it is that I do for a living, there's always a slightly confused look on their face when I simply say voiceover. To help them understand, I give examples of when voiceover comes into their daily lives. The main one being radio imaging. You know when you listen to the radio and you hear the name of the station between songs? Well, that's me. That voice you hear. And it's more than just radio. How about when you call your credit card company and hear? Thank you for calling. Your estimated wait time is four minutes. That's also me. Everything you can imagine, from TV commercials, audiobooks, training videos, websites, even airport announcements. Anywhere one person is giving information for the benefit of another. I provide the voice for companies to express themselves to the masses, which in turn increases sales. 
I'm affordable, friendly, and I offer incredibly quick turnaround times. So if you're interested to find out how my voice can help your business, give me a call, 443-614-7081. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Tech Talk, walking you through the technological landscape. This week in Tech Talk, Adam Fox, inspired by a listener's question, talks about how to sync up audio to video. One name strikes the hearts of post-production talent everywhere with fear. In my intrepidation, I cannot say the name, but his initials are Adam Fox. There, I said it. I'll deal with the consequences. You just enjoy the show. Here's Adam Fox with this week's Voices.com podcast. Hey folks, and welcome to another edition of the cast. Today's going to be a quick one. I just wanted to take some time to uh, answer a piece of pod mail that came in. And uh, this listener was asking me uh, in relation to our last um, podcast regarding music production, how one actually takes the voice and the music and matches it all up to the video post or or what you might be uh, seeing as the final product if you're not actually the one who's doing all of that video post production. That's a great question. So I'll just give you the quick simple answer uh, and that is that you're most likely going to be coordinating with the post production house um, and finding out what kinds of requirements they need and they will most often give you those requirements um, very clearly spelled out because they want to make sure that uh, all the hard work that everybody's doing, uh, a lot of these projects will get put together um, in a variety of different locations, and they just uh, they already have a, a set and established set of protocols that they use uh, when they use outside contractors. And that's a really good thing because it makes the work easy for you. Plus, you get to learn something uh, in the process. If you've never done something like that before, and someone just simply gives you all the information that you need to know, well, guess what? Now you know that information, and you'll be able to use that next time um, with another production house in, in you know, the event that you do something else like that in the future uh, with a different uh, company. And if you do something like that with a different company in the future, you also have that knowledge to be able to say, hey, do you want me to provide it in this format? Uh, do you want these things considered? Uh, and so on and so forth. And that really um, gives you a leg up to be able to be well versed in the topic that you're uh, being able to speak about with the new company. And a lot of times uh, people will just give me time constraints. They'll say, hey, I need 30 seconds for this, uh, or I need 60 seconds for this, or I'm going to need 47 seconds of music, uh, and this is what it's going to sound like and this is kind of what we want this is the feel we're going for and as a producer that gives me a good idea okay well here's my finite time constraint so uh, once I have my finite time constraint I can go ahead and write uh, an appropriate piece of music for that time constraint and they're already giving me the information on what kind of feel they want sometimes they'll provide me with some visuals in a quick time movie or something like that so that I can actually watch them um, and and get myself synced up to them um, you know and then of course there's time code there's a number of different time codes that you can generate within your software that will allow you to lock up to a finished piece of film uh, or video, TV commercials or what have you, and they will allow you to receive a visual from the company that you're working for and lock your music to that. That's the most simple, I don't want to get into the um, the overcomplicated stuff right now, um, but that will allow you to be able to sync your music up directly to exactly what you're looking at, and that's the finished piece. Unfortunately, a lot of them don't have the finished pieces, and they're looking for the music to help inspire them uh, as to what the final cut's going to look like. So most of the time, what I get is people saying, hey, can you kick me out 30 seconds or 60 
60 seconds of this type of music. Hey, I have this 47 second piece that I'd really like to do here, and at 15 seconds I need it to do this. And so they'll give me some pretty good mathematical ideas of where I need things to be. Um, and, you know, that provided with some visuals to, to give me a rough idea of what I'm doing. Um, but generally they will give you all the specifics that you will need to uh, lock something up and make it work right. And if you're lucky enough to get a finished piece of video and you can generate time code and make sure that the uh, music locks up exactly with uh, the video that's provided to you, that's a really cool experience, I'll tell you. To be able to see that other side of producing that music and, and seeing what the visual that it's going to uh, is going to look like exactly gives you a really good feel. It makes you feel like you're watching TV. It's kind of that, that whole uh, uh, double mirror thing, looking into a mirror that's looking into a mirror behind you. You're, you're watching it being put together and you're putting it together, but at the same time you're also seeing it as a finished piece of uh, video. That's, that's a cool, cool thing, I'll tell you. I never get bored of that. So there you go. Down, dirty, and quick today. Um, but uh, I know that the Voices.com staff will be going off on a wonderful trip and doing some uh, some great networking and such, so I wanted to make sure that they uh, had this piece in in time for the podcast. And uh, you can certainly, with any questions, go ahead and write me right here at the Voices.com website at adamfox.voices.com. You can always hit me on the website at defiantdigital.com. Thanks for the great pod mail today, folks, and uh, go ahead and keep them coming, and we'll make sure that we can include these pieces in our segments. I, I think it's a great help to everyone, and, uh, and we're learning something new every day. So until next time, bye for now. Thank you, Adam. As always, you can send Adam your feedback and pod mail at adam at defiantdigital.com. Voxbox, sharing your audio feedback. In the Voxbox today, I'm excited to share the first of three interview segments from Jesse Springer, interviewing one of the top promo talents in North America, Joe Cipriano. Joe doesn't need much of an introduction in these parts, so I'll let Jesse take it from here. Hi, Jesse. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Stephanie. Yes, I'm Jesse Springer, and I'm excited to bring a little three-week segment to Vox Talk. I'm here with Joe Cipriano, and over the next three weeks, I'll be asking him some questions ranging from his daily routine to his technical setup. So be sure to tune in to Vox Talk next week to hear more. Joe, thanks so much for being here. Well, it's a pleasure. Thanks very much there, Jesse. Absolutely. Uh, getting things started, you are... You're somewhat of an icon to much of the voiceover industry. Not many people are fortunate enough to have success in the on-air promo side of things, but you you do. You have a lot of success, and you work quite regularly for Fox, NBC. So what does a typical day look like for you? Well, I uh, usually get into the studio at about 8.30 in the morning, and that's pretty easy because uh, it's in my house, and um, that's something that I'm very... Very lucky to have. I will get in around 8.30. I'll start working on things, looking at what email came in overnight and what sessions have been sent to me. I do a lot of uh, image work for radio stations and TV stations around the country. So I'll sort that out. Um, I usually have a 9 a.m. session ISDN with Food Network uh, three mornings a week. 9 a.m. my time, noon their time. So we'll do that ISDN. And then once that's done, I'll get into the sessions that have uh, come in. I'll do all of my sessions from my studio at home in the morning until maybe about 11.30 or so. Then I prefer to go out to sessions. I really enjoy going to studios. For me, it works. Uh, I'm not the kind of person who enjoys being locked up in a studio all day. I need to get out and, and see some people. I think it's important to see the people, have FaceTime with the people you work with, uh, with the people that you work for. 
So I do that during the day. I'll go out from about noon until 4 o'clock. Perhaps I'll go to NBC or Fox, whatever pops up on the schedule. Um, maybe something for syndication. I'll, I'll do uh, my work for the game shows I'm involved with, uh, Deal or No Deal or One Versus 100. We usually have a couple of sessions a week for that. And then I'll try to get back by 4.30 or 5. That way I don't have to worry about traffic uh, and that hassle. That's the one problem going out to sessions is the fact that you have to build in the time to get to the session. So that's why a lot of voiceover people um, rely on ISDN. They can pack more sessions into the day. And um, and that works for a lot of people. But uh, I'll get home about 4.30 or so, and I'll wrap up uh, any other sessions that have come in for imaging and things like that. I'll do those, record them into my uh, studio here at home, and uh, FTP them up to my website for download later. Then usually I'll have an ISDN or two for uh, networks uh, in the evening, maybe around 6 or 6.30. And hopefully uh, by 7 or 7.30, my wife and I uh, can go out to dinner and We'll meet our son, who uh, works at uh, Trailer Park here in Los Angeles, which is one of the uh, the big trailer houses where they produce uh, all of the coming attractions and trailers. My daughter has graduated college. She's looking for work in public relations here in Los Angeles. So the four of us will usually meet up for a little dinner. All right. That sounds that sounds pretty good to me. Um, and, and I guess another question, kind of on that same note, I did an interview with Ben Patrick Johnson recently, and he talked about how the industry is changing so much, considering everyone used to travel in person to every studio. And now, though, with with ISDN, obviously you interact now less with some of those other voiceover talent. You probably see less of Ben and Don and those sorts of people. Is that something that you prefer? How have you enjoyed or benefited from it or, or not? Well, Ben's a perfect example of what I was talking about earlier. He's a very busy guy. He's working in promo. He's working in syndication. He works in trailers. And his agent can book him back to back to back to back um, and not have to worry about travel time. So he uses ISDN to his benefit, and uh, and it works for him uh, very, very well. Same goes for Don, uh, George Deloyo, all the guys that, uh, you know, we would see each other several times a week. I'd see Don three times a day. You know, I might bump into him at, at Wood Holly uh, doing a session there, then see him at CBS two hours later and see him at Fox at 6 p.m. George Deloyo and I used to have lunch maybe about once or twice a week and dinner three times a week because we'd end up having sessions at the same time at Fox around 6.30 or 7. So we would meet up at a restaurant close by and have dinner, and then we'd go back to Fox and finish up our day. So, um, I use ISDN, and you know, I was one of the first to use ISDN. I, these boxes here in my studio, these two uh, Tello Zephyr boxes, uh, go back to the very beginning. They've been updated and upgraded in software and firmware and all of that, but I bought the first two boxes that came off the line back in 1994 and oh, wow. talked Fox into uh, buying one of their own. Hmm. Um, they were very hesitant to do it at the time, but uh, they saw the benefit after we got it going, and they realized, hmm. You know, when promos are changed and re-edited, a lot of times you couldn't get Don or or any of the uh, the guys that were doing voiceovers for the network to come in at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock. And I said to them, you know, something pops up at 9, you can call me at home and we can do a live session. So, uh, you know, that's, that's really how that all started. And um, I use it to my benefit in that I'm not out all day long. Um, it's a great tool. And now with... Uh, other things such as uh, Source Connect, which has come on, it's a plug-in for uh, Pro Tools. 
I was I just came back from three weeks in uh, Italy and uh, England, and I did about a session a day on my laptop computer from the hotel room using the internet and a bridge. You know, Fox or any of the other studios that were booking me would uh, connect on ISDN to a bridge, and then I would hook up to the bridge with Source Connect, and boom, we were doing uh, sessions. So, um, you know, it's different for every performer. Uh, it makes sense for a lot of uh, the, the men and women who are working nonstop to do all of their sessions from home. And, um, you know, everybody uses it differently. That's the way I like to use ISDN. That's great. I'm sure that worked perfectly for you, too, being out of the country like that. Um, we are out of time, Joe, for this week on Vox Talk. Um, thanks so much for joining us, Joe, and, and thanks, Stephanie, for having us on this week. Uh, once again, be sure to subscribe to Vox Talk if you haven't already so you can catch more of my interview with Joe in the coming weeks. Joe, we'll talk to you soon, and we'll be back next week. Are you looking forward to the next interview segment with Joe? So am I. If you haven't subscribed already, as Jesse mentioned, go to podcasts.voices.com slash VoxTalk or track us down in the Apple iTunes podcast directory by searching for VoxTalk or my name, Stephanie Cicerelli. Bye for now. 